Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Happy, happy hump day to all. It is Wednesday, January 19th. It's a beautiful day in the Philadelphia area, so everyone get your bushy tails out there and get some sunlight in there, put a smile on your face. We had our season-ending press conference here today, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this video is about. We're talking about uh, the Howie Roseman and the Nick Sirianni goodbye presser to Eagles Nation, I guess you could say. We're going to discuss uh, some of the, 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 the uh, I guess, the the alarming things or the highlights of this press conference, my thoughts. And, of course, I want to get your guys' thoughts on today's press conference as well, uh, what you th- believe of what uh, Nick and Howie said here today. Very interesting stuff. Uh, before we dive into today's video, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, make sure you guys hit the like button if you enjoyed the content. That would really mean the world to me. And, of course, make sure you guys are subscribed if you're a Philly sports fan. We do talk Philly sports here all the damn time from the Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, the Flyers, and the Union. So make sure you guys are subscribed and never miss out on any of this great content. It would truly mean the world to me as well. All right, let's get straight to it, guys. Um, So I, I want to start off by saying this. This presser had a lot of different feels than what we felt with last year. Obviously, last year was a disaster year. Uh, we were 4-11-1. and Carson, Carson one situation was, was just downright ugly the way that kind of transpired. Doug Peterson, was he going to come back? Would, was he going to stay or was he going to go? What was that going to happen? What was that? What was going to happen with that situation? Um, and of course, uh, Howie and Jeff, or I guess it was Howie and Doug at the time, had a tough time trying to answer all these questions, right? And so this year is a little bit different. You know, we just made the playoffs. It was a much better year. Um, and there is some optimism within the organization, although if you look at the outside with the fan base, the thought kind of feels the same as last year. I, and I'm seeing all over social media, a lot of people feel the same way they did at the end of last year, which is very interesting. So let me know in the comments if you guys feel the same way you did last year. I mean, me personally, uh, we've talked about it, but I'm very optimistic about this Eagles team. If you're asking about the Flyers, it's a different story. There's probably no optimism. If you watched last night, seriously, thank you to you. Uh, but I'm a little bit more optimistic with the Eagles because I do like the situation that they're kind of in right now. Um, and we did make the playoffs when no one anticipated us to make it. So um, obviously, the number one thing I was waiting to hear them talk about, and it started off bright and early, Ruben Frank was not wasting any time whatsoever. First question. Jalen Hurts, is he the guy next season? And right off the bat, Howie Roseman assured all of us that uh, Jalen is QB1. He's the quarterback for 2022 Philadelphia Eagles, as I anticipated, many others anticipated as well. However, however, it did not mean that Howie did not leave that question with an open-ended answer. Um, You know, and this this, this is how you treat your organization. You're always evaluating your, your players. You're always evaluating your team. and Unless you have Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, right, you can always upgrade at that position, especially at the quarterback position. So is this the smart move to kind of invest into Jalen Hurts going into next year? But of course, as always, you have to evaluate every position. You have to evaluate what is out there. What's out there in free agency? What is out there in the trade market? What is out there in the draft? You have to evaluate all of that. And I'm sure Howie and Nick and Jeff are going to be looking at what is out there right now. Can they improve upon this position? Now, obviously, when we're looking at the options, everyone's obviously looking at Russell Wilson. Everyone's obviously looking at Deshaun Watson, those type of options. But what you have to really ask yourself, is it really worth giving up some serious draft capital for one of these guys. Now, Howie did also iterate that he really is valuing a lot of the draft capital that they have been able to stockpile. 
the thought process is that this team is going to invest and they're going to build this team continuously through the draft. And that is how you need to do it, right? This team has a lot of holes, has a lot of needs. Um, they did a great job in year one under Nick Sariani. That's kudos to his team. But we still need to upgrade a lot of positions. So when I'm looking at it personally, this is what I want. I want to continue riding with Jalen Hurts in 2022. And I want to I want to continue building this team through the draft. And, and we have three first-round draft picks. Obviously, you could do some serious damage as far as building out the rest of this team with those three first-round picks. So that's really where I see it going. I don't see, you know, how he flipping these picks uh, for a quarterback. Now, one thing I could see, um, how he possibly trading back uh, to kind of get some future draft assets because realistically, look, as much as I'm sold on Hurts for 2022, I am not sold on Hurts past 2022. And let's just say Howie, and a lot of people are doubting Howie, but let's just say Howie does build a nice team. But Jalen isn't the answer. That's why I would like for Howie to continue stockpiling assets. So in case he is not, he isn't the quarterback, you're able to then go out and get your quarterback, whether it be trading up in a draft or finding a veteran guy out there that, that can come in here. Now, a lot of people, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, especially in this town, you know, I guess I kind of get it. Look, Jalen is far from a polished product. I completely get that, right? I completely get that. But I just don't understand what are the better options, right? So when I look at Russell Wilson, he's coming off of a down year. He's getting a little bit older, and it's expensive to go out and get a, a, a Russell Wilson. That means you have to go out and give up assets. And also, he has a nice little contract. He's pay, getting paid a lot of money, so you gotta you got to add that onto that. Now, we talked about the Sean Watson as well. You guys know my stance. I want absolutely no parts of that dude. Um, and again, if you're going to go out and trade for that guy, you have to give up, give up draft assets. And when I look at Jalen Hurts, the dude is making about, what, a million dollars, if that. He's still a work in progress. And, and to me, that is what I would I would much rather ride with. Now, Jalen's Jalen is arm is obviously still a work in progress. And and I I watched it, I rewatched the tape. I saw it. I saw what Dan Arvlowski said on Twitter as well. Yes, this man missed a lot of throws. This man throughout the season missed a lot of throws. But I'm not going to sit here and say that Jalen Hurts did not develop and did not evolve as the season went on. I am not going to go ahead and say that because I really did feel like as the season went on, he did a much better job of reading fields and, and, and finding those guys. I, and, I, and, I, and I thought his arm looked much better as the season went on. Now, this is this – is, and it's funny because someone on TikTok literally said that Jalen Hurts has no arm, which is absolutely ridiculous as well. He does have an arm. Is it an elite arm? No, it's not. But to me, Jalen is an average quarterback. As far as his arm strength goes, he's an average quarterback. Now, what adds on to Jalen is he is an, an an elite runner in this league, especially as a quarterback. That really was that that's what helps him. Now, let's look at his number as Jalen numbers. As you guys know, I hate looking at stats, but we do have to kind of look at it in, in more this discussion here. But Jalen Hurts finished season with 3,154 yards. He had 265 completions with 432 attempts. Uh, that's good enough for about 61% completion percentage. And he had 16 touchdowns with nine interceptions. Not the best. Now, what's concerning to me is the touchdown to intercept. Well, not the touchdown interception rate, but the amount of touchdowns and the amount of interceptions. Um, and that goes back to the amount of attempts he threw, 432. Um, your average quarterbacks are averaging around 500 passing attempts. Uh, so that's kind of why you have 16 uh, 
uh, passing touchdowns, but he also did have 10 rushing touchdowns. So, you know, give and take however you want, but the man is scoring touchdowns. That, that's that's the kind of – the regardless, he accounted for uh, 26 touchdowns. So take what you want from that. But, you know, when you look at guys ahead of him, you know, we're talking like literally right above him, Jared Goff, 20th in the, on the passing list, Taylor Haneke, Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill. Ben Roethlisberger. These are the guys. Those five dudes I just mentioned are above J- uh, Jalen Hurts. That's very, very concerning. Now he just got done his first year as a starting quarterback. I, I'm kind of on the. I'm down. Wait and see. Jalen Hurts. It's a little too hot here. Uh, but those numbers have to get approved upon. He's going to have an offseason to continue his improvement. He's going to have an offseason to continue gaining that chemistry with his guys. But, yeah, it, it's pretty simple. He needs to improve. If he wants to be the quarterback for the Eagles long term, he's got to approve upon reading a field, work on his accuracy, those type of those type of things, breaking down the film, pre-snap. I thought he did a better job with that as well. But he's got to approve upon all these things. But I do like that uh, Howie and Nick did give him that insurance that he is the guy in 2022. It really solves a lot. I, I don't like when teams and someone brought this up on Twitter as well. Um, someone brought up back in 1999 that the Philadelphia Eagles in the first year with Andy and, and co invested in the first draft and got their quarterback. They got Donovan McNabb with, the, with their first pick. And that was the first piece. And people and the, the tweet was, why aren't the Eagles doing that? Now, the thing is, is that from 1999 till 2022, a lot of things have changed in the NFL. What you have seen is teams don't always value the quarterback like they did. We know it's the most important position in the NFL. We get that. But when you start acting desperate, and that's with everything, and for the young fellas out here who who are getting into dating, desperate, being desperate does not get you anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere finding a quarterback, and it certainly doesn't get you anywhere with the ladies. Take it from me. So when you're talking about getting your quarterback, I think the Kansas City Chiefs, they built the perfect blueprint. They built a whole entire team. They were like, all right, you know, we got Alex Smith. He's a manageable quarterback. We'll stick him in there. Let's continue building this team. What happened? They fell into a perfect opportunity where they had draft capital to trade up to get Pat Mahomes, their guy, and look what's happening now. They're probably going to play in another Super Bowl. I don't know. It's going to be a tough. It's a tough for AFC. But you, you guys are getting my point. So we do not need to sit here and obsess. We need a quarterback. How we trade for Russell. No, relax. We're doing it the right way. Build around the quarterback. If Jalen's a guy, he's a guy. If not, we'll go out and get our quarterback. But we do not need to be desperate and obsess over a quarterback. We did that with Carson. Look how that turned out. We put all our eggs in our basket with Wentzie. And that got us into the situation last year. Luckily, Howie and the Eagles got themselves out of it. But you guys are getting my point. We do not need to obsess over a quarterback. Now, Nick <laughs> Nick was so funny with talking about the wide receivers. Uh, uh, Devontae Smith's a clear number one. Quez Watkins a clear number two. Jalen Rager's got things to uh, things that we like. He's got a lot of talent. He's got things to work on, though. And, uh, Greg Ward, great leader. We appreciate him taking the step back. And then the best part was... Uh, <laughs> Jay Jaw. Jay Jaw. an enforcer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Nick. I love everything that Nick did this season, but to sit here and, and commend JJ uh, Arthekel Whiteside on his blocking 
Come on, guys. What are we doing here? Flat out, what are we doing here? Look, you more than likely are going to have to keep Jalen Rager because you're not going to take a, a dead cap hit on that type of on that dude. JJ, I do not want to see JJ Arceco Whiteside on this team next season. It's just wasting a roster spot. Are you kidding me? He's a block. He's he's a blocking wide receiver, dude. You're a wide receiver. You have to block. You cannot think that just because you're a wide receiver, you're just supposed to run patterns to catch balls. No, you're supposed to block as well. Like that. That is so wild to me. Like straight up, that is so wild to me. It's like saying you're a basketball player and you can't and you're not supposed to shoot free throws, Ben Simmons. No, you are supposed to block. Listen, you sh- you can put anyone that can block out there, any wide receiver. And I think that, and I've talked about this already, these, this team cannot spend serious draft capital on wide receivers. Now, if at some point in this draft, and I'm talking, and I'm more, more talking about those three first rounders, wide receivers are best available. Literally, if that's really, if like you're in a situation like last year where you know you do not want to take a Michael Parsons for whatever reason that may be, and Devontae Smith's the best player available, you take him. I get that. But if you got a couple stud young defensive players and a linebacker, you take him. You take him. We cannot continue wasting draft capital on wide receivers. How many times are we going to do it? Nelson Aguilar, Jay Jaw, Jalen Rager. Luckily, you hit on Devontae Smith, but you guys are getting my point here. We cannot continue doing this, guys. Can we throw Mac Collins in that, too? I know Mac was like a fourth-rounder, but still. You can find stud fourth-round wide receivers. It's been done. It's been done. Um, As far as defensively goes, obviously, everyone's wondering about Jonathan Gannon. He is going to be the defensive coordinator next year, barring any hirings from any teams. Uh, I do think he will be hired. Uh, When you got that much uh, look at from a bunch of teams, he's got three interviews lined up already which is absolutely wild to me in a day and age where offenses run at the NFL. And you got this guy here uh, who is literally interviewing with the Texans, interviewing with the Vikings, interviewing with the Broncos. I think he's gone. I just flat out think he's gone. I'm curious to see what happens as far as who they would go ahead and get as a defensive coordinator. Um, would they go within the staff? And I mean, who could be in, I mean, with this staff, who would be that defensive coordinator? Um, I, I would hope that we go outside and get a veteran guy, but that's something still to be, to be seen. But, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. I think this team, as far as the defense goes, you got to retool at every single level of this 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 defense. Uh, you need to upgrade a defensive end. I do not see Derek Barnett coming back. And Josh Sweat, very underwhelming after that contract extension. He had some nice moments throughout the season. And, and, and obviously, we keep him in our prayers. That that uh, that um, illness that he had at the end of the season, uh, very, very, very scary. Obviously, we didn't have a lot of details on that. Um, but as far as defense tackles go, I mean, listen, Fletcher Cox was throwing a trade talks this year. That kind of tells you that, you know, the Eagles are looking at life after Fletcher Cox. I still don't think it'll happen this offseason when you're talking about the money that he's making or he's owed. I don't think teams would be so uh, would be enamored with that type of deal. And he is definitely taking a step back, although he did put a lot of weight on his on his shoulders as far as the pressure, the defensive line pressure goes at the end of the season last this past season. Um, but I do think that they need to start thinking about life after. You have Milton Williams for the future. That was nice. And Hargrave, I think he's here for two more years. I think he signed a four-year deal back in 2020. Um, so you're probably going to have him at least at least a season. At least a season. Uh, and again, you got to start thinking about life after that. Hassan Ridgeway needs to go as well. Um, that dude had one game. Literally, he comes down in Atlanta, starts looking like Fletcher Cox Jr., and then he just vanishes. Back to hibernation. I'm done. I got my game. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Um, and especially with the linebacker core. I mean, I really what I'm looking at as far as returning pieces, 
Um, I'm, I'm looking at TJ. I'm looking at Alex. I'm looking at Davion. Um, some of these younger guys, obviously Patrick Johnson, they resigned back to the practice squad. Um, and uh, Sean Bradley's been a great special teamer. I don't know what his future is as an NFL linebacker, but definitely solid uh, special teamer. Um, but they definitely could use two young linebackers uh, as well, or at least sign another linebacker, go out and get yourself a, a linebacker in this draft as well. A guy who can be the cornerstone of this defense going forward. Again, you just faced against you faced off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs that eliminated you. Those linebackers, Devin White, Levante David, those guys were not at 100%. And you saw the impact those mother efforts had against you in a playoff game. Do the right thing, Howie. Do the right thing. I think the safety position, both of those safeties are going to they're going to be completely different. I, I think that we're going to f- see two different uh, safeties next season. And I don't I don't see him bringing back Steven Nelson. I thought that was a really class act which Jeffrey Lurie did of uh, of giving him that, that incentive, even though he didn't get it uh, because of week 17. But I don't see him coming back. I think you can find Nelson. And, and remember, they have stockpiled a lot of young quarterback uh, through some of these trades and hopes that they could find themselves a guy with some with some of these uh, these uh, waiver wire pickups. Um, take McGowan or take Gowan is still here from the Zach Ertz trade. So definitely a lot of different options here uh, for the Eagles in this uh, in this uh, this upcoming offseason here. But um, I think I think it's pretty uh, listen, it, it's pretty simple how this offseason is going to work. We are going to continue building this up. We we ended 2020, uh, 2021 in a great spot. They have a lot of draft capital. They're going to continue building, uh, building this through the draft majority, majorly, but they're going to go out and go find themselves um, some running backs. I'm sorry, some some uh, some other guys as well. But speaking of the running back position, they did not mention the running back position in this press conference, which is very, very interesting because I am very curious to see what they are going to do with the line with the running back position. I don't think Jordan Howard will be back. What is going to happen with Miles Sanders? What is going to happen to Boston Scott? Uh, it's going to get a shakeup. I do think that they have to implement Kenneth Gainwell more in the offense next year. He showed me some really nice stuff. I think if you give him the opportunity, he could take advantage of it. But it is going to be really interesting to see what they will do. So, um, it, it nothing, nothing. This there was nothing too surprising in this uh, presser, and I think Towie and, and Nick were pretty straightforward uh, with what they were with what they wanted to discuss here in, in today's presser. But uh, very, very uh, interesting to see. Uh, optimism, man. Got optimism here with Philadelphia Eagles, and it's crazy to see. Right, let's get to the comments, questions, concerns for you guys. We'll start off with YouTube here today, and then we'll get to TikTok in a second. Uh, let's start off with DSM Media's checking on in. What's happening, baby? How many times did Howie lie? <laughs> yeah, he's bound to have two or three lies. Come on, it's Howie Roseman. That's what he does here, man. But he, uh, listen, I mean, Howie's got to say what we want to hear. That's that's his job, right? Uh, it's part of his job. Um, and I'm just really curious to see uh, what Howie does this offseason. Jalen Rager, wide receiver three. Yeah, no. Nah, I want him as my wide receiver five or six next year because you can't get rid of him. You just can't get rid of him. Um, it just wouldn't make sense to cut the guy, take on that $8 million cap hit. Uh, so he's back next year, guys. But J-Jaw, no, absolutely not. What's up, Kata? Kata Hot's in the building, ladies and gentlemen. No, wide receiver one, absolutely not one. No part. The enforcer. That was so funny. That was actually pretty funny. I feel like they lied during the whole presser. I, I felt like they were pretty honest about certain things. Look, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. That doesn't mean that they're going. They're going to go out there and see what else is out there. That's what you got to do. I mean, you got to continue building this thing up, and and uh, you know, whatever's the best option, you got to go out and go there. I mean, if, if Russell Wilson's there for the right price, I mean, you're going to do it, right? 
I'm not giving up all three of my first round draft picks, that's for sure. But yeah, I mean, if it's if it's there, it's there. Uh, Broncos interviewing Jonathan Gannon right now. He won't get the job. I put him eight out of ten on the. You guys really want Jonathan Gannon? All right, I don't know, man. I I, re I really don't know about Jonathan Gannon. Look, we talked about it uh, after the Bucks game. I felt like he impressed me after that game. I really felt like he finally made the right adjustments in a game against a good team. Um, but the full body of work is not there. I think it'd be best suited for Jonathan. I'd be best. I think it'd be best suited for whoever hires Jonathan for him to go through a, one more year as a defensive coordinator, uh, possibly get the right eyes in there with him as well. Uh, but I, I just don't. I don't think he's a good right option right now for a head coach. Uh, JJ wide receiver three. <laughs> yeah, give him the franchise. <laughs> best wide receiver in the game. Being forced. Uh, let's go. God, God has got a, a, a little love interest with uh with, with Jonathan Gannon right now. I'm here for it. Gannon is a beast, the best defensive coordinator ever. He will uh, make a tremendous head coach. Please take him to Denver. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. I like it. Kata, only the Texans would do that. Oh, man. Yeah, first off, with the Texans, firing Cully after one year with the worst roster in the NFL, what is up with that? The Texans are a questionable organization as far as their ethics and morals go, which is why I question this whole Deshaun Watson stuff. Well, we won't get into that, but they truly, truly are a questionable organization. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. Uh, he's a superstar head coach. They need to sign him. No one else in the league wears sunglasses. <laughs> hey, why, why do you wear sunglasses at night? That is such a good point. I remember that. I'm sorry, guys. I was <laughs> Logan Gann is a good defense coach, but he doesn't have the players for his type of defense. Um, not Logan. So here's the thing. Throughout throughout the season, he got better. But the thing is, as a coach, your job is to put your players in the best possible position to win. It wasn't until Nick Sariani and Fletcher Cox ripped him in the in the public for him to get his act together. I don't know if he had a little bit of a too much of a big head. But that was an issue. I'm just saying, man. That that's just my observation of John. Again, he did be improved upon uh, as he's gone on. But like I said, look, give him, I think he's one more year as as a defensive coordinator. And I think after that, if he does, if the defense continues to improve, then yeah, you got to hire him as a coach. That's just where I'm at with it right now, though. Hurts has an arm. He doesn't have accuracy or good decision making in games against good teams. Um, yeah, I mean, like when you had a, a front seven like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had where they were in your face all damn day, he got rattled. He definitely did. Um, his decision making ha has to get better uh, and his accuracy. I don't know how much better his accuracy is going to get, but being able to read the field much quicker is going to help him in the long run. You got to be you got to be able to read these defenses better. What's up, Pabib? Pabib is in here. What's up? What's going on, man? What's happening? Uh, we didn't help McNabb until T.O. came one year and uh, still no Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we got the wide receiver in day one, and then slowly we built around him. But those wide receivers, man, it's not like they didn't invest. I mean, what, they got Freddie Mitchell? But they kept riding with guys like Todd Pinkson and Greg, Greg Lewis, James Thrash, uh, what's his name, Charles Johnson. Like, I don't know what they were thinking with those type of wide receivers. But, man, you're right. You're right. And now it wasn't until T.O. came to town. Jay Joel and Ray, uh, Rager got to go ASAP. Yeah, man, you're 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 speaking the facts, brother. You speaking the facts. 
What's up, TikTok? What's going on, man? What y'all got to say here? What's going on? I've got the Boston Scott number one fan. What's your opinion on Boston Scott? I mean, look, bring him back. It's a cheap option. I, I, I wouldn't be mad at that, honestly. I would not be mad at bringing Boston Scott back. Boston Scott, man, this guy's a really big Boston Scott fan, man. Fantasy, fantasy football is in, back in here. What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? Baseball lover is back. Baseball lover is back to Ohio State. He's feeling the Ohio State's. All right. Okay. Eagles in three. Psych. That's not cool, Uncle Ray. Eagles Eagles in four. How about that? Eagles in four. Uh, MVP protein. Okay. Sounds like a bro. Rams beat Bucks. All right. We got a Rams fan in the building. We got Jeremy in the building. Shouts to DSM. What's happening, baby? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, Jalen Prods. We need BG. We need sauce. I need I need some hot sauces for sure. Oh, look, uh, the, the, the Sauce Gardner stuff, uh, the dude definitely is a baller, but we'll see if he even gets there at, at 15. Um, If he's the best available, I'm in. I'm definitely in. Uh, Sauce lined up alongside Darius Slay. That would definitely be nice, uh, but it'll, it we'll have to see if, when he gets there. Now, of course, we'll get into draft coverage uh, as these weeks go on. The season just ended. Um, of course, we still have Flyers, Sixers, and the Union as start at the end of next month. We'll be we'll be we'll be in full force for all this Eagles uh, content, guys. Kind of hot. The ones trade to draft him actually was a, was very good. That's not what set them back. It was the contract they gave him and not building around him properly. Now, hey, listen, it, it's not the drafting of him was not bad. It was like you said, investing him in way too quickly and not building around him. That's why I'm saying right now it's best suited. You have a, a viable quarterback. You have an NFL quarterback. Jalen, listen, despite what some of you guys may think about Jalen Hurts, he's an NFL quarterback. Okay. So you need, you should just build around him, build around him. And the Rams did the same thing. They fell in love with Jared Goff too quickly, not realizing he isn't a franchise guy to get it to get the job done. And now, listen, if this Rams experiment does not work out, their, their rebuild is going to be like the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be a long time before they can win again because of all the assets they just got rid of because they wanted to win now. So to me, especially with this team, the way it's up, I'm building it around Jalen Hurt. If he's a guy, he's a guy. If he's not, we can go find find our guy with the assets we'll be able to stockpile by building it the correct way. Trade back at the linebacker corner safety edge rusher is there. The wide receivers in this draft aren't great. Um, and yeah, I think that's I think so too. That's why I don't think we'll be we won't, we won't be drafting a wide receiver within the first at least the first two rounds, um, if that. Uh, but you should be able to find one of those positions there. Um, and, and honestly, one position that people aren't talking about, I do see them picking up some linemen. Pro probably not in the first round, um, but I do see them picking up some interior linemen for some depth. That's in a position that is super important for this team and this organization. That's what they've done over the past decade, um, just creating that depth with those guys. And forever, by the way, speaking of which, whoever's put out that Brandon Brooks retirement uh, new, uh, news alert, you're you're a jerk off. First off, that's not set in stone. He it he it seems like he's going to retire, but that's not set. He's going to retire yet. So don't don't the the false um, reporting is is just god awful, man. It's trash. Uh, Habib, draft some lines in corner. <laughs> speaking the truth, my dude. Speaking the truth, they are sold hurts for 2022. They are sold hurts. Yes, they they announced that today. Um, he is the guy for 2022. Uh, Rager is a practice squad wide receiver. Damn, that, that's tough, but I can't argue that one, man. Um, I put him eight out of ten in our head coach uh, out of our head coach interview list, dude. How many how many coaches are you interviewing? 
man, get Logan, get yourself an offensive coach. That's what you guys need. You guys already have a nice defense. Go get yourself an offensive uh, offensive coach to be the head guy. What's up, Phil? Phil's in the building. What's happening, man? Just remember all that was said uh, is what you have to say about guys under contract. All that was said is what you have to say. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Hey, listen, you got to say what people want to hear, You know, especially in this business. You have to say what people want to hear. We personally, the people who cover the teams, don't have to say what you want to hear, but those guys definitely have to say what you want to hear, man. Should have moved Diller to guard and boost his trade stock. Um, no, nah, listen, if he's not a guard, he's not a guard. There's no need to, to force someone into that position. Diller is a viable left tackle. And again, this team, they rely upon the depth all over the field, but especially with the line, they really value the uh, line depth. It's a big part of this team, man. It's a big part of it. Um, but yeah, so wrapping this up as uh, this is the start of the offseason. Uh, it does promising so far. And I, I just want to iterate this, guys, as well, that, look, the way the season ended is obviously we don't ever want to lose. Like we're fans of this team. We don't ever want to see them lose. But you have to remember this team overachieved. This team is ahead of schedule from what they're supposed to be doing right now. This also just have some fun with it. I, I think that how he's going to get back to back to basics when he goes to free agency, being strategic about it, getting guys of value. And more importantly, that's what they state. They iterated in the presser today. Finding guys who fit the culture and fit the team and fit what fit what Nick Sirianni and this coaching staff want to do. I'm putting. I'm, listen, I know, I know, I know Howie Roseman's track record, especially in the draft. But I'm sorry, I'm I'm giving him my trust again. <laughs> I'm giving the toxic girlfriend my trust again. I'll, I'm going to see what because he is done. He's done everything right in 2021. I'm going to give him this opportunity to see what he does. Continue building this, and we'll see what we have in 2022. I'm having fun with this, guys. I'm having fun with this. At least we're in a better situation than the Giants, than the football team, and the Dallas Cowboys, baby. Let's go. Guys, thank you so much for tuning on, and I really appreciate it. Make sure if you guys enjoyed the content, please make sure you guys hit that like button and subscribe. And if you want to re-listen to this, it, we do rebroadcast this in podcast uh, form. Make sure you uh, subscribe and rate to Oyen Philly Sports. You can find all these videos on there. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll actually be back tonight for the Sixers and Magic game recap following that game. Also, do by the Rivers back tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We got Justin. We got Zach. We got Tim and myself breaking down everything that's been going on with the Philadelphia Union. So we'll be back at it at 730 live right here. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss it. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, go birds! Let's go, baby! I'll talk to you guys soon.